Okay, let's get into our discussion of Parsha Shoftim, Tafshin Ayin Vav, as we continue here in Sefer Dvarim in the weeks uh, approaching the seven weeks between Rosh Hashanah and Tishabav and Rosh Hashanah. As we get ready, the Shiva and the Chemta, we are now deep into, at least we just started, but it's already, right when Elul starts, we're deep into Elul. That's just the, uh, the way that the, uh, the month plays out. But here we start off with a Ketushas Levi, Rablevi Yislami Bardichiv, who, who starts us off in a classic thought that is a Bardichiv thought, or Rablevi Yislami thought. Says the Parsha, as we know, starts off, Shoftim Veshotrim, Titein Lecha Bechal Sharecha, Asher, Hashem Elokecha, Nosein Lecha Lashvatecha, Set up Shoftim Veshotrim, in all of your gates, Vechulu Veshavtu Asa'am Mishpat Sedek. And they shall judge the nation, Mishpat Tzedek, uh, righteously. So, Kedushas Levi has a drush, as he classically would have, on this Pasuk. Shoftim v'shotrim titim l'cha, he, one might ask it as a question, what is the connection between having Shoftim for yourselves in your gates, and that they will judge righteously? Obviously, Shoftim are there to judge righteously. Why does it say Mishpat Tzedek? What, the Shoftim are going to judge Mishpat Akum? They're going to... Um, Judge inappropriately, that's what they do. And this is not the, the, the mitzvah, the mitzvah of judging is elsewhere. So what is the Torah referring to here of Veshavto Asam Mishpat Tzedek? Says the Kedushas Levi, as we start off. And as we mentioned last week, every thought in all of these parshias, we have to try to relate to our own preparation as we, ha- as we head towards the Yom Hadin. Says the Kedushas Levi, Tehineh. HaKadosh Baruch Hu Shofet Es HaKnesses Yisrael Bevo Yom HaMishpat Begoda Rachlava Chasadav. HaKadosh Baruch Hu judges Klal Yisrael on the great day of Mishpat, not just the day of Rosh Hashanah, but in the future. The day that we stand, the Melech Malachi Emlach HaMakadosh Baruch Hu, right, Akavya Ben Mahalalel's message in Perkiyavos. But Hashem judges with Rachmanus. That's who He is. He is a Kel Rachman. Ach Tzrichim Itarusa Delatata but the only way, the way that we turn on the Rachamim switch upstairs, if, if we act with Rachamim downstairs, if we have Itaruta Telatata, if we act with Rachamim from below, so then HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Mida of Rachamim is ignited above. V'al Yidei Mashin is Orer Oso Hamida Shal Chesed, Kishanu Lamata, Misnahagim Bechesed. Based on what we do, Hakadosh Baruch Hu mirrors our actions. And the more that we show the benefit of the doubt, the more that we look at people positively, giving neemanus, kashrus, and looking at them in a good light, we are baalei rachamim, so Hashem will be baalei rachamim to us. Ulamaidin Gamalov, the Gamal calls there Yisrael, Chasadim, Hashem will have that. Great. So it's like basically what the Gemara says in Masech Shabbos. The more that we show Rachamim and we show giving the benefit of the doubt, Hashem will do it to us as well. But Rakhdusha's Levi puts it into the Pasik. What does he say? Vizel Sha'amar, where it's underlined. Shoftim Bishotrim Titein Lucha Bachal Sharecha. Put gates, shoftim v'shotrim. You want to put them in all of your, put uh, judges in all of your gates. Ratzal Omar. Sha'atah ba'atzmecha titakein v'tachina mishpat shalmala al yedei sha'arecha. 
Shoftim v'shoftim titi mecha. There are going to be judges for you, says HaKadosh Baruch Hu to each of us. I'm going to have judges for you. There's going to become a time. You know how it's going to work? Bechal Sharecha. It depends on your gates. Depends on your gates. How are your gates? Your gates of judgment. Your gates of wisdom. V'hu ha-sha'arim shelecha. Sha'ata u'seh u'ma'orer b'ma'asecha. V'zeu. And you know what the litmus test is? V'shaftu asa mishpat tzedek. Did you show the nation mishpat tzedek? Did you, were you, we always matzdik others, right? As all the Bali Musar say, we always find great excuses and defenses for our own actions, right? The same exact actions on someone else, we have the double standard problem, right? The same exact thing on someone else, how could they do that? What are they? And with me, it's understandable. With me, I know this is, you know, obviously, this is, this is natural. This is what anybody would do. Says the Kedusha Slavi, we have to be shofet tzedek to others around us. Ratzal Omar, Kalish yil modas atzmo lehisnaeg lishpodas abishpat tzedek lamitztaka v'schus al kol zera yisrael. The more that we do, if we put shoftim v'shoftim titein lacha, we're making for ourselves in our gates by v'shoftu 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 And again, it's very easy to do this the farther the person is from us. It starts the closest. To our spouse, we have to be down l'kav schus. To our family members, to be dalakavschus to our neighbors, to be dal. It starts from the beginning. Obviously, this doesn't mean, as the Gemara says in Masechah Nida, that if there is a danger involved, that there's a chshad. I can't go. We'll talk about this a little bit later in terms of being naive, but in terms of the automatic mitzvah, the mitzvahs I say, that is not only a mitzvah, but it's also after our own benefit. So then it will boomerang to us. Okay. That gets us started. So now we have, as we mentioned last week, many different mitzvahs here in Parsha Shoftim. And let's start with the beginning. Let's start reading all of the losases that we have at the beginning of the Parsha. So we have Shoftim and Shoftim. The first pasuk is the mitzvah saseh. But then we have six losases in a row. Six losases. Why six? What is unique and significant about that number? We'll see. Let's first read them. Losatemishpah, do not twist judgment. Right? Judge properly. Lo sakir panim, do not show favoritism in judgment. Velo sikach shocha, do not take bribes. Ki ha-shocha ya'aver enechachamim, v'salei divrei tzadikim. You have to be so careful. I mentioned in Tafyomi last week, it came up, the Shidim Gubetz has quoted a story about the Rif. The Rif had a certain illness, and there was a certain owner of a bathhouse in his community that let him use his bathhouse. Fine. And as the Rif got better, he let him stay in the, in the house, and he gave him a lot of COVID, and... And he got better. And he's, he's very, very, uh, he felt very um, close to the Balabites. Years later, there was a Din Torah. There was a Din Torah between this Balabas bathhouse owner and someone else in the town. The Rifts excused himself from the case. Sorry. I can't judge the case. I'm not going to be able to be objective. He, who took Shochad? There's no Shochad. There's no bribery. The Rifts said, I can't be objective. It wasn't even meant, but if he's already tilted... If he's already nota, he already has a relationship with someone on the, one of the parties, the riff knew, you know, stay away. Right? Lo sikach shochad, because the Pazak says, Ya'aver enechachamim, blinds the eyes of the wise. Remember five, six years ago, we spoke about the Chafetz Chaim. If Hashem's calling them wise, then that means that must be really wise. Right? If, if, a, if, a, if a pauper calls somebody rich, that's not saying much. If Bill Gates says, oh, he's really a rich guy, then you know... He's rich. If Hashem calls somebody a chacham, they must really be a chacham. And yet the Pasuk says, Ki ha-shochad ya'aver ene chachamim. 
be solid divrei tzaddikim. But that is Isser number two. Don't twist judgment. Don't show favoritism. Don't take bribes. Tzedek, tzedek, tiradof. Chase after justice. Lamantichia ve'erashe sa'aretz. That'll lead you into Eretz Yisrael. But now we continue. Lo sita l'cha asherah kaleitz. Do not plant asherah trees. Which real eitz l'mizbach Hashem alokecha. Asher ta'azalok. Which actually includes two separate mitzvos. We're not allowed to have a tree of Avodah Zarah anywhere in the world. And we're also not allowed to plant trees near the Mizbeach. Again, a mitzvah that we've spoken about in the past from the Meshachachma. Do not build a certain type of altar called a Matzeva, even though earlier in history it was okay, now it's hated by God. Next, number six. Do not bring a Balmum, a blemished animal, on the Mizbeach. Why? Hashem hates that. Six Yisurim. Why are we saying 60 surim? Why don't you just say, okay, there's one, and there's one, and there's three, and there's three? Because Chazal put them together, these six. Those who have learned Sefer Malachim will remember that Shlomo HaMelech's throne was unbelievable. It was unreal. It was made out of shane, out of ivory. Rabbi, Rabbi um, Slifkin points out that elephants are not mentioned in Tanakh, but ivory is mentioned in Tanakh, which probably means ivory tusks that they were brought to and Shlomo HaMelech used some shane to build his kisei. It was huge. It had lions. It was, and we know the Medrash even tells us that Achashverosh wanted to build a throne just like Shlomo HaMelech's throne. That's why he ended up in Shushan. If you remember the unbelievable thought of the Vilna Gon, what were they doing in Shushan? That wasn't the capital earlier, but the greatest artisans of the land were in Shushan. So he had the throne built there, and then it was too heavy to move. So he's, okay, let's move the capital to Shushan, because that's where my throne is. And that's how they happened to end up in Shushan, the little town of Mordechai and Esther. Unbelievable, what a coincidence. Says the, but says the Pasik, there were six steps going up the throne. Sheish Milos Lakise. There were six steps going up to the, to the top. The Medrash, there were two Medrashim. One of the Midrashim that talks, talks about this, source number two, top left, one of the Midrashim says that each time Shlomo HaMelech walked up another step up to his throne, there was a cruz, which maybe means there was an announcer or maybe it was an ace. Not clear. Every time he took a step, the announcement was one of these Averis. He went on the first step, Lo Satemishvat. The second step, Lo Sakirpanim. Third step, each one, boom, boom, boom. The fourth one, don't plant an Asherah. Matzeva. All six, that's the measures you have on the top left. Amr, Biacha, Bore, Sheish Milos, Lakise, Shoshlomo, Minayin, Amr, Sheish Milos, Lakise. Six, Uparsha, Zuksuvim, Shishadvarim, Belosase. And in our Parsha, there are six Losases, and you have them all here. Mishpat, Pan, Elosakirpanim, Shochat, Asherah. Don't bring a balmum. The cruz, which Pashas means an announcer, stood in front of Shlomo's kisei. He announced, remind Shlomo, don't make sure. Shlomo was the unbelievable mishpat hamelach, right? The chachma of Shlomo. The chulu, as we have all six. That's one medrash on our pasuk in Dvarim Rabbah. But if you look in Bamidbar Rabbah, earlier in the medrash, source number three, you have a different medrash. Same message. 
six announcements by each step, but only three of the ones from our Parsha. Three are, actually all six from our Parsha, but three here and three later in our Parsha. Let's read this, Medrash. Don't have too many wives, king. The Isser of having too many horses. The three Isurim that only apply to a king. As we know, all 613 mitzvahs cannot apply to any Jew. It's impossible. Some apply to non-Kohanim. Some apply to Kohanim. Some apply to the king. Some apply to men. Some apply to people who lived in the time of the base of Migdash. Some, so, nothing, but here are the mitzvahs of a king. Three losases that only apply to a king. Those were the first three steps. And then four, five, and six were the first three in our group. So, if we think about these two Midrashim, if we were writing the Midrash, which Midrash would we have written? Which one seems to fit in better to Shlomo HaMelech going up on his throne? Pashtus, the one in Bamidbar Rabbah. Because all six of those have to do with Shlomo. Three of them are about being a judge, and three of them are about being a king. So it makes sense that those are the six that are said. Rahman al-Islam, we know Shlomo HaMelech, you know, quote, violated some of the ones about the women and about the, about the horses. But at least those apply to him. The three related to a king, and the three related to a dayon. But our six, and this is asked by the Musra Nevi'im, one of the Mepharshim on um, semi-contemporary uh, uh, Mepharshim, on Navi, line 11. Elu HaKruzim, move, Elu HaKruzim, those in Bamidbar move on him yoter. B'brev she'edina mashayachem l'melech. Avalafiyah medrash shalanu, the medrash related to us that has all six of our pasik, yesh lahavin, eza shaychus yesh lakisi ha-melech, ha-shloshem mitzvah sachronos. Right, don't bring a balmum on the mezbeach, what does that have to do with Shlomo HaMelech? Don't plant an asherah, and don't build a matzeva. Right, well, those apply to every Jew. Right, you don't have to be a judge, you don't have to be a king. So why Dafka are those three? The other Medrash, that's why the other Medrash argues. But why is this? So he suggests, the Musar and Nevi'im suggests, Va'anira Lomar, maybe it's connected to the fact that if you look in the Prakim, in the beginning of Malachim, juxtaposed with each other is, Shlomo Melech built the base of Migdash, and he built his own palace. He built the Bayis Lekuhuna, and he built the bias Lamalchus. Remember the Rashi and Parshish Shmos. Bate Kahuna and Bate Malchus. Those are the two Batim. So maybe that's why these six, these two sets of three, are related to those two Batim. Bate Kahuna, which is related to Karbanos, and Bate Malchus. That's what he quotes, Lafi, last three lines. Shubana, Shnea Bata Ma'elu, Lachain Al Kis Ohaya Kasuv, Shloshadinim, Hanogim Lamachus, Vishloshadinim, Hanogim Lakuhuna. So that's one idea suggested by the Musar Naviyim. Again, some other Mafarshim talk about this, but it probably the depth of the Medrash is we have to analyze each of those three and what they symbolize, and maybe there is a deeper idea related. Just to, just to, as, as one, low, 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 uh, the first one, don't plant an Asherah or don't plant trees next to the Mizbeach, what I alluded to before. The Meshachachma's idea, we mentioned this a number of years ago. Why is it so crucial not to have trees next to the Mizbeach? Explains the Meshachachma, 
Kaddish Baruch Hu doesn't need our karbanos. Doesn't need our karbanos. He's just as well good before and after. Right? He's fine. He, he, he has everything. He is shalev. He doesn't need our karbanos. We're not mosif to him. That's why the Mizbeach has to be made out of stone. Mizbeach of Adama, uh, or, or dirt. Mizbeach Adama Tasali, or Mizbeach Avonim, specifically what the Meshachach was talking about, uh, because a stone is unchanging. You could water a stone, it's not going to grow. Trees get nourishment. Trees are macabre. Don't put a tree next to the Mizbeach. You don't want to get the impression that HaKadosh Baruch Hu needs or is nourished by our karbanos. Hashem is independent. Hashem doesn't need. So that's one deep message that could apply to a king. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the only independent power in the world. He's the only one that is shalem and uh, is not lacking. Shlomo HaMelech. Yes, the first Rashi and Shirashirim. Melech Shalom Shalo, but not completely. Kodesh Baruch Hu is in charge. So there's a deeper message by Losakim Lecha, Losat Lecha Shera, and Lechor, if we would analyze the other two as well, the Isra of Matzeva, the Isra of Balmum, also there, there are messages, but it's interesting just to point out the two different Midrashim, uh, and again, food for thought, uh, to bring up at the Shabbos table, to come up with more, more messages about uh, those three other Isra. Okay. Let's go back to a reading of Pasuk. Paragud Zion, Pasuk, Vav. So we have much discussion in this parsha about various halachas of Bezdin. So one of them is right here. Pasuk Vav. Yudzayin Vav. Apishnayim edim o shlosha edim yumas hames. Edus must be by two witnesses. As we know, not one. One witness does not, is not powerful in halacha to prove something. It has some power. It's mechai of the other person to swear, to counter the testimony of one witness. We need two witnesses. There are actually two psukim in the parsha that tell us that you need two witnesses, which is interesting. You have two psukim bearing testimony that you need two witnesses in court. And they're both in parsha shoftim, which is about judgment. Says the pasuk here, And if we look, a couple of prakim later, if we look in parak yutes, pasuk tesvav, we have the pasuk, Al pishnei edim, O al pishlosha edim yakum davar. Two different psukim. What do you need two psukim for? We know it in two different contexts, but what do you need two psukim for? You know, two witnesses are two witnesses. Or an even deeper question. Why is the first pasik, our pasik, parak yuzayin, pasik vav, al pishnayim edim? And the other pasik later on, Alpi Shnei Edim. One letter difference. But as we know, every letter in the Torah added in or removed is there to teach us something. Why does the first Pasik say Alpi Shnei Edim? Second Pasik, Alpi Shnei Edim. Suggests one of the Achronim, it's quoted here in the Kamosi Shalal Rav, maybe it's based on a Vilna Gon and a Reb Chaim Brisker. Putting the two together. First of Vilna Gon, says the Grah, line 5. Source 4, line 5. Says the Grah, There's a difference between the word Shnayim and Shnei, which come up often in the Torah. Whenever you, you can say the word two in two ways. In English, it's just two. Just two, T-W-O. But two in Hebrew is Shnei or Shnayim. Says the Gra, Shnayim means 
two that retain their independence. They're together, but they're two in the full sense of the word. Shnayim. Loshon Shnayim ba al Shnayim Shem Chativa Achas I'm sorry, I flipped it. Shnayim. Shnayim is a unit where the two come together and form one sum, even losing their own identity. That's Shnayim. Shnei, two also, but they retain their identity. Shnei Anashim, two people. Shnayim ba'al Shnayim Shem Chativa Achat Umitztarfim Yachad Adavar Echad Number one, Vilna Gon, Shnei versus Shnayim. Number two, Reb Chaim Brisker. But it's not just, it's not really Reb Chaim, it's a Rashi. Reb Chaim picks up on a Rashi in Ksubis Tavchaf. We don't usually end, mention Reb Chaim's and Rashi's in the Parshashir, but we're open to all, especially if it's a Rashi and a Reb Chaim. Says Rashi in, and Reb Chaim picks up on it, there's a major difference in Judaism, in halacha, between monetary law and capital law. In terms of conceptual analysis, what the Edom represent. Explains Rashi, explains Reb Chaim. By Didim Aminus, we have two Edom standing in front of us. We're allowed to view each of them as giving us half the information that we need and the money that they obligate, each one of them is responsible for half. A hundred, one's fifty, one's fifty. Because Rashi there in Ksuba says, if you have one aid that's giving me three quarters of what I need to know, and one maid giving me one quarter, we throw them out. doesn't work. It's got to be 50-50. It's got to be a joint venture, but we could attribute the money that is obligated in Bezdin to half to this aid and half to that aid. By Dine Nefashis, by capital cases, that's not true. But capital crisis, the two Adim that come, they're a unit. They're a team. They lose their own independent identity, and they are one. And they together bring the din to the Bezdin. They're machai of the person. Interesting question about Malchus, but not for now. But says the, says the Kamosi Shalarov here, who he puts this, this Rav David Cohen puts this all together. He says, line eight. What's the context of the Psukim? Our Pasik, Al Pishnayim Edim Yumas Hames. The first Pasik is about capital cases. Shnayim is capital. Later on, in Perakutes, Al Pishnei Edim, Al Pishnei Edim Yakum Davar. That's talking about Dini Mamad, it's monetary cases. Right? It's clear. That's not capital cases. Says the Kamosi Shalarav, says the uh, David Kohn. That's the Shnayim versus the Shnei. By Dine Nefashas, where they become a unit together, they lose their own independent identity, it says Shnayim. Because the Gras says Shnayim means it's one unit. By Dine Mominus, they keep their own identity. They're two, but it's Shnei. And that's the Pusik later on. Can never read these Psukim again the same way without picking up on this. Lord, Devi Agra, let's just read it. Yuvan Haiti, Chilik Alashan, Ben Shnei Psukim. They're split by monetary law. Each one picks up on half. And I gave you the grach al shas In source number five, that's Reb Chaim's commentary that was put together after he died. His commentary on Gemara, that's where he says it. 
He says, you can just read it. He says, Yesh Lachkar, skipping down to that source number five for a minute. Is it a unit? Like Nefashos? Without his friend, it's zero? Or no? Each does half. And that's what his maskana is. And now, going back now to source number two, source number, source number four, says now we understand the difference in the Pesukim. Ki apasak, line 14, Ki apasak, shalafanenim adabar v'dinin nefashos. Alkein matim halashon, alpi shnayim edim. Because shnayim is a unit. Shnei edipolam yacharad etzirufam le'edus achas. Lumatzos, but dinin mamanus, monetary law, they each retain their own identity, shnei. All from one letter difference in the Pasuk. Okay. Moving right along. Oh, we're still on the... Um, yeah, next piece. Moving right along. Says the source number two. Is it, is it in order? Page number two? Okay. Mine was uh, mixed up. Okay. Source number six now. We are we are, we are are going to. The Briska Rav. Sorry, it, it's out of order? It's out of order. So skip for a moment. I'm sorry, the pages are out of order. Page uh, Source number six. Page number two. I just, two and three, I, I uh, stapled uh, backwards. Okay, so now we know for the other times that Baruch Hashem got it right. Uh, good. Says the Torah. Perak Yuzayin Pasuk Tezvav. A Yisod Gadol. Another Yisodos tonight. Baruch Hashem. Says the Torah. After Shani, we have the Parsha of Melech, as we referred to before. Ki Tavo Al-Aretz, Yashar Hashem Al-Kecha, No Simlach, Ti Rishta V'Yashavta Ba, When you come to Eretz Yisrael, V'Yamarta, Asim Alay Melech, Kechalagayim Asher Stivosai. We want a king. We want a king. A number of years ago, we spoke about this. Is it a good king? Is it a bad thing? Right? It's a mitzvah, but Hashem got very upset when Israel asked for a king. Right? That's an issue. Not for now. But the Pazik tells us, Som tasim alecha melech, you shall appoint a king, asher yivchar Hashem alokecha bo, that God will choose. Mikarev from amongst your brothers, tasim alecha melech, the Briskarov picks up on that phrase, Asher Yivchar, Hashem Elokechabo, and he says that is a crucial idea for us to understand Malchus based David. What we daven for, every Shmona Esrei and every benching. Malchus based David. Says the Briskarov here in his commentary on the Torah. Somta Simalech top right. He quotes the Sifri. Ratzalomer al Pinavi, right? We cannot appoint a Melech unless a Navi is there. But says the Briskarov, based on our Pasuk, there's something very deep. Bechira. What does that mean? Taharei Matsinu. Har bechiluke dinim midivri Torah. Bein malche beis David lamalche Yisrael. We know throughout the second half of Sefer Malachim Aleph and all of Malachim Beis, most of it, until they die out, until they're exiled, we have two, li- two lines of, mo- of monarchy. Two lineages. We have Malchus based David in Yerushalayim, David Shlomo Rechavam continuing all the way down till Sidkio was exiled by Nebuchadnezzar at the end. And we have up north, starting with Yeruvim ben Nevat, Malchai Yisrael, the ten tribes that were up north, Yeruvim all the way down, they basically all did not follow the ways of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. David HaMelech's family had some yes, some no, but... Malchus Yisrael was not. But halachically, based on Sukkim and Avi, there are differences between the status of those kings. They weren't just, oh, there's David Amalek's king and Malchus Yisrael. There was a difference in status and in action. 
For example, Demachi based David to Nimishicha. Malchus based David requires anointing with the special Shemana Mishcha. Umalcha Yisrael ain't to Nimishicha. Malchus Yisrael do not. V'chein ain't Yeshiva Bazar al Malchus based David Bovad, as the Gemara says a number of times. Only David and Malach's family is allowed to sit inside the base of Megdash. No one else. The Kohanim can't sit. Right? If you sit, the Avodah is possible. If you did the Bible, but only David and family, Ein Yeshiva Bazara El Machas Bilvad, and some, quotes Rashi says, that's a Dinda Araisa, Halacha Lamosha Misinai. So we see even on a biblical level, there are differences between the two lines in Sefer Malachim. Hare Demida Araisa, Chalukin, Malchas Bezavim, Mishar Malachim. Where does that difference come from? Where does that difference take the root of it? You know where it comes from, says the Briskarov? Our Pasik. And not just our Pasik, one phrase of the Pasik, one word. Yivchar. Asher Yivchar Hashem. Chosenness. David and Melch's family. There might be other kings, but they're not chosen. They're not Bechiras Hashem. They don't have that status. In general, we have that status as a nation, the Am Hanivchar. But within Klal Yisrael, Malchus based on it, right? Kesar Malchus. We either got it or we don't have it. Kesar Kahuna, Kesar Malchus. Kesar Shemto, Kesar Torah for everybody. But Malchus is David. V'yesoda davar humishum de Malchus based David nivchara. Kiddach seba kama v'kamas bekra. U'v'yesoda din shal bechir. What does chosenness mean? To the exclusion of others. Derak lohem ha-malucha v'lo l'acherim. V'yelkein and therefore. After Gamalcha Yisrael Torahs Melech Aleyem, even though they are also kings. Remember, Hashem told Yeravam that he was going to be the king through a Navi. Right, and he was supposed to be, and if he would have been righteous, he would have kept it for a little while. But he wasn't. But he was a, a recognized king. But the real Malchus is for David. There's a difference. And then he quotes an unbelievable Mechilta, which highlights this point. The Medrash doesn't scream it out, but it basically does. The Medrash puts together four things that are chosen. Four things. Here we go, line 20. Ad shalom nivchara Yerushalayim haisa kolerat Yisrael kshera lemizvachos. Misha nivchara Yerushalayim yotzaz eret Yisrael shenemar yishamalacha pentalo losecha kim b'makom asha yivchara. Yerushalayim is chosen. Before Yerushalayim was chosen, we could bring Karbanas wherever we want. Once Yerushalayim was chosen, only in Yerushalayim. Continuing. Ad shalom nivchara beis olamim beis hamigdash. Haisa Yerushalayim ruya l'shchina. It used to be that all of Yerushalayim was right to have the Shechina. Misha Nivchar Beis Olamim, Yasas Yerushalayim. Once Hashem chose Yerushalayim, once David HaMelech moved his Malchus from Hebron after seven years, for the last 33 to Yerushalayim, that's it. Yerushalayim is chosen. Ki Bachar Hashem B'Tzion. Va'omer Zos Menuchasi Adead. Number two. So what's chosen? Yerushalayim is chosen. Beis HaMikdash is chosen. Number three. Ajlo Nivchar Aharon, how you call Yisrael, Ksherem Lekahuna. Before Aaron was chosen, everybody was kosher, meaning there's nobody excluded. Misha Nivchar Aaron, Yatsu call Yisrael. Once Aaron was chosen, that's it. Everyone else is out. Finally, Ad Shalom Nivchar David, how you call Yisrael, Ksherem Lekahuna. 
What's the message of the Medrash? Putting all these four together. They're all put together. We know the, the spot of the base of Medrash is chosen. It says the Medrash, so is David HaMelech. It's chosen in the same way. And that's why, if you remember, the Ramban, just to add in, the Ramban in Parshas Vayechi was very upset at the Chashmonaim for what they did. In the Hanukkah story, they were Kohanim. They fought the war, and they got the, got the government, uh, f- uh, the, the freedom, the religious freedom, back to Klai Yisrael. We can be Matar the of Mikdash. What should they have done? They're not Nivchar. The Ramban said they should have then stepped aside and found somebody from the Nivchar family, from Malchus Beis David. They didn't. Other Rishonim, like the Rambam, who doesn't give off a negative impression of Hanukkah, might hold, well, there was nobody at that time. But there has to be the Bechira element. And that's what he says. He quotes the Rambam, who says this as well, this idea of being Nivchar even on a Da'oraisa level. So let's do, and just skip down. He just says it one more time, the bottom left. Umeachar Dechazinan. There's something inherently different now about Yerushalayim, we know, based on Mikdash, we know, David HaMelech. He's not just another king. He's the only king. He's the only chosen king. Just like Yerushalayim is the only capital city, of, of, of Eretz Yisrael, and Eretz Yisrael is the only chosen land, right? David HaMelech is the only, there can never be another one. Malchus based David. And Mashiach, who will come from Malchus based David. He will be a descendant of David HaMelech, the chosen one. The, the Menachas Chinuch, just parenthetically, interestingly, he points out this problem, that maybe we should just call him, that we should daven for Nivchar. He doesn't say that, but I'm putting words into his mouth. Because he says, he had as a suffix, Mashiach, might not be Mashuach. He has a suffix. Is Mashiach going to have... What does Mashiach mean? Anointed. Mashiach. Is the... Mashiach going to have to be anointed with the Shem and Mishcha? Because Ben Achar Ben in the same family does not have to be anointed. Unless there's a problem, there's a break. So when Mashiach comes, is that going to be called a break or he's going to pick up from where the last family member left off? So he says, I'm not sure if he's going to be Mashuach. So maybe it's not even right to... He doesn't say this, but... According to that, why do we even call him Mashiach? He's Mashiach because his great-great-grandfather was Mashiach? Maybe we should call him Nivchar. He's chosen. That's for sure. Either way, we have to daven for, uh, for him. But the root of it is our Pasuk, line 40. The Zeo Bir HaKasav Shomta Sim Alech HaMelech Asher Yivchar Hashem, the Gomer. The HaKasav Tala La'etzen Din Malucha Bibachira. Vavi Mamish, Kamo Asher Yivchar Hashem Amr Gavi Mikdash Rishalayim in last week's parsha. We have the Bechira last week. And we have the Mechira this week. Okay. Moving right along. Going back a page now to source number seven. Says the Pasik. Parak Yudchas Pasik Gimel. A Pasik, a mitzvah that probably doesn't excite us so much, but we try to make mitzvahs exciting. The Torah, every mitzvah is exciting. We just have to, to dig beneath the surface. So there is a mitzvah that does not apply bizman hazeh, but in the days of the mikdash and earlier, whenever a Yisrael shechted an animal, not a carbon, stop an animal, he had to give part of that animal to the kohen. Manas kahuna, it didn't have any special status, it wasn't kadosh, but he had to give a matana. 
There's a whole parak in Chulin about this. Parak Hazeroa, towards the end of Chulin. Because that parak is all about Hazeroa, Valachayayim, Vakeva, which is a pasuk in this week's parsha. Says the Torah in Parak Yudches Pasuk Gimel. This was what the Kohanim will get. Whether an ox or a sheep. You have to give one of the arms. Well, that, we're not going to get into the details exactly which part, but a forearm, a cheek, something related to the mouth, and the cave of one of the stomachs. You have to give that to the Kohen. Manaskuna, one of the Manaskuna. Truma, Miser. And these are the Matanos. They're called the Matanos. The Zeroa, the Lachayayim, and the Keva. Says the. Let me go look at Rashi first. The Zeroa, Lachayim, and the Keva. Rashi says, Zeroa, Minaperak shall Akobat Kavshal Yad. Okay, forearm. Lachayayim. Rashi has in two words that will be important for us. Imhalashon, the tongue. Some people like tongue. The tongue goes to the cone. Darshi Rishumos Hayu Omrim, and then Rashi quotes their symbolism to the Zeroa Lachayim and the Keva. Zeroa Tachas Yad. Why are we giving the Kohanim Zeroa? Because of the hand that they used. Shenemar Vayikach Romach Biyado. Pinchas took a spear in his hand. He did something with his hand, Pinchas. We always give Kohanim the hand. Lachayim? What's Lachayim? The tongue? Kenegat Filah. Pinchas Davind. Vayam or Pinchas, Vayipalel, says the Pasuk in Tehillim. Vakeva, that's what, where Pinchas stabbed, and that's the, and that's the stomach. So Zerah HaKeva connected to Pinchas. But the Medrash already opens up our ears that maybe there's a symbolism here to the three parts of the animal that we are giving. The Matonas, the Zerah, the Lachayim, and the Keva. So says Rav Zevin, Latar V'lamodim, I don't see the V'lamodim, uh, I think it didn't come out, but Latar V'lamodim. Each part of the animal, these three, are, do not serve the same function. Again, put it in our terms, the, the hand, let's call it the hand, the paw, the hand, the tongue, it's the cheek with the tongue, but Rashi emphasizes the tongue, and the, the hands, the tongue, and the, and the, uh, and the stomach, sorry, and the, the cave. So each one of them is has a different representation, a different function in our bodies. The stomach accepts and does not influence out. It's a makabel. The stomach gets. The psoles, the garbage that is sent out of the stomach, is not that the stomach is being mashpia. It is just removing what it does not want to be makabel. But it's not being mashpia on its surroundings in that sense. Hapsolat ayose lachut, inabagadar hashpa. That's one. The stomach is the ultimate makabel. Hawashon, he mashpia velo makabelas. Rav Zevin says the tongue is focused on influence. A tongue, the ikker focus of the tongue, he says eating, eating, you use your teeth. That's grinding. But the tongue is used for talking. If we were live on a desert island, there would be no need to use to talk. Right? The tongue, the focus is on others. Only for the other. When we are by ourselves, we don't need to talk. He talks about 
says, Bedibur, which comes from the tongue, that's the opposite of the keva. That's mashpia. And then we have the hands. The hands are both. Hayadayim isham shos l'shnei advarim. Gam Hands could be both for giving and getting. Hayadayim ashpios, for example, pasok tiftachaz yotcha, last week's parsha. Open your hand to give staka. Or Hashem opens his hand. So that's where a hand is being mashpia, giving out. But a hand obviously is also there to take. And not only that, the, probably the main, even though it's both, purpose of the hand is to get. The Gemara says, a hand is about accepting this halachic status of a hand is like its own rishus. So we have the powers. These three limbs symbolize to us the power of taking, the power of giving, and the power of both. Suggests Reb Zevin, really, this can be used latover l'ra, as everything in life could be. line 18. To my stomach, I could give kosher. I could give not kosher. I could give mitzvah food. I could give overeating achilagasa food. It's all, it's a makabel, but I can make it latover lara. As we know, right? The tongue, talking, could be used for dvarim shebekdusha or the opposite. And of course, hands. Hands could save a life and hands could kill in the extreme ways. So our hands could be used for opposite purposes. What's the purpose of a Kohen? Kohen is both, suggests Reb Zevin. We have some Kohanim sitting here. A Kohen is about giving, and a Kohen is about getting. All of Klal Yisrael have to give to a Kohen. A Kohen, in that sense, is a Makabel. A Kohen doesn't have his own cities. A Kohen gets all the Matanus Kahuna. A Kohen gets a lot. But he only gets a lot because he represents the ultimate in Mashpia too. They have to be the role models they have to be the ones who give. They get because they give. But both of the Kohanim's direction is Bikdusho Vitara. That's in the ideal world, in the ideal sense. That's the purpose. He's supposed to be the leaders. He's supposed to be the, the role models. So let's think about this, says Rav Zevin. We take three different parts of our chulin animals. Remember, these are not from Karbanos. From a shlamim, you give chazev a shok, different. But here we give Zorachim Keva, we take a chulin animal, we give the Kohen chulin, but what does that mean to us? We take our makablim, our mashpiim, and our both, we take all of the different types of body parts, symbolic of the animal that we have, and give it to a Kohen who is kulo kadosh, as if to remind ourselves, in our chulin life, we have to make sure it's kadosh. Even in our chulin animals that we shech to eat at home on a regular weekday night, it's not a carbon. 
we have to take our Zeroah and our Lachayim and our Keva and be Makadishit, like the Kohen teaches us, that he does in all of his life. Line 31, he ends, Lachayim, Hazeroah, Lachayim, Lakeva, Misablam es Chaye HaChulin Shachayisho. Remember, it's Chulin. It's not like Truma or Maestro Shani or other Matnas Kahuna, Chala and, uh, and Bikurim that have Kedusha. No, it's Chulin. Adami Yisrael Tzorach Lataras Yadav Es Lashon Es Kibaso. We have to follow the Kohen's lead in this, in this path. Okay. He's always creative. Always very creative. He quotes a medrash, then he comes up with his own ideas. Moving right along. One of the more well-known psukim in the Parsha. We've again spoken about it in the past, but here we're going to go a different direction. Five-word Pasuk, right before Chamishi. Tamim tihyeh im Hashem alokecha. Be tamim with Hashem. Tamim tihyeh with Hashem alokecha. What does that mean to be tamim? The Ramban emphasizes this pasuk. But what does it mean? Let's focus a little bit on the context. The context is it's at the end of a section talking about sorcerers, right? The pasuk tells us we shouldn't go to sorcerers. Lo yimatzei b'cha ma'avir b'no b'ito ba'esh kosim k'samim. Ma'onein, minachesh, mechashev, chover, chover, shoel ov v'yidoni, v'dori shalamesim. Going to all of the people who are on the dark side, so to speak, stay away from them. Ki to'avaz Hashem It's a to'eva, whoever does this. Parenthetically, the Torah uses the word to'eva by a number of averos. But very rarely does the Torah call the person who does the avera to'eva. Almost always, to'eva describes the avera itself, not the person. Once in a while, it describes the object. Avodah is called to'eva. Once in a while, not very often, one or two times in the whole Torah, the person who does the avera is called an abomination. Here's one of those times. What did the Torah just say? If I go to any of these, which, which types of people? Necromancers, kitovat Hashem, kol ose'ele. It's an abomination, all of those who do this. And then the Torah says, Tamim What's the message of Tamim Says Rabbi Steinzaltz, source number eight. Says Rabbi Steinzaltz in Chaye Olam. Two thoughts about Tzimimus. What does it mean to be a Tamim? What does it mean to be a Tamim? So as he starts off, as many of us think, what does Tamim mean? So in modern ways, Tamim, we would translate, ah, oh, he's a Tom, he's naive. Naivete, it's even a little negative connotation. Tamim, he's such a Tamim, he doesn't understand. Right, he's such a, he's so gullible. You know, people, the that's usually what a Tamim, the, the, how, we, how we translate Tamim, how we think that it means. But it can't mean that in the Torah. As we know, because who was the first person to be called a Tom? Yaakov is Tom Yoshevo Halim. Yaakov's a Tom. And Yaakov was not naive. Yaakov was just the opposite, if we would say. Yaakov says, if he's like that, I'll be like that too. Yaakov was extremely wise. So what does Tom mean? And not only, as our Sanzos points out, was it Yaakov, but one of the greatest Rishonim. The, the one Baal Tosos that's mentioned more times in Shas than any other has the name Rabbeinu Tom. Rashi's grandson, whose name was Yaakov. Yaakov Ishtam, Rabbi Tam. So, he wasn't 
tam in the negative sense. So what does tam mean? So two ideas. Two ideas. Turning over. So he says, now turning over to page four, the page that's sideways. Page that's sideways. Source number nine. That's how we usually translate it, but that's not what it means. You know what Tom means? Completeness. Tom means be complete in your avoda. Don't look beyond in other areas of what you're not supposed to look at. We might translate this also as Complete and being content. Complete and content. Meaning the contrast to going to sorcerers. Shol HaMelech was not Tom. Shol HaMelech was not content. The Ur of Atumim didn't answer him. Nobody answered him. So he didn't know what was going to happen. So what did he do? He went to the witch of Endor. Because he wasn't Tom. He wasn't complete in who he was and content with who he was. Obviously, it doesn't mean that we should be content and say, okay, I don't have to do any more mitzvahs and I, I've grown. But in terms of content in my serving Hashem in this way and doing my best, that's Tom. He says, Shaul, continuing. He was a little too curious, a little too knowing. Tom means you're here in this world and, and live in this world. Trying to figure out the future, trying to go to crystal balls and going to know what it's going to be. Akash Baruch doesn't not interested in that. Live life, be a good Jew, and that's all Akash Baruch wants from us. Wondering what's going to be, that the Ramah also says this. What, try to figure out when Mashiach's coming. What, that's not what Hashem wants from us. Be a Tom. Be complete in what you are and feel complete. And don't think that you're missing anything. Number one. But then he says another idea about Tom. Tzmimus. Different. Next paragraph. Havdil nosaf. Bein ha'ish yish lo tom lazesh she'ein lo tom. Hu she'elas ha'yecholas l'kabalas dvarim. He says something very sharp. Ha'imu yachol la'amod el mul davar. Adam ra'ayon o'inyan. U'lekabelo sholam e'sharin. O shal kol davar bohu nitkal. Whenever we talk to somebody, is our first gut reaction to argue? Is our first gut reaction to say you're wrong? That's a problem, says Rav Steinsaltz. Our first, obviously, as he's going to say, we can't be naive, we can't be gullible, we could cover and protect ourselves, obviously. But we all have met, and maybe we're those people in some, t- in some times, argumentative, anything that is said, and, and, and it's, it's sometimes it's so sad that somebody has that personality. And maybe life's experiences sometimes have given them that personality. Rahman al-Islan. And we're not judging anybody. But we're out to learn ourselves. We're out to be the best people that we could be, says Rabbi Steinsaltz, we have to do our best to be Tom. Smooth, accepting, accepting of what someone else has to say instead of automatically, maybe it's wrong, you saw that to me, Miss Nimdad, Bitkuvatar, Rishonit Shel Ha'adam. 
How, what's the level of tamimus? What's your average first reaction? Ha'im adam chosei miyad mi kol davashu pogesh? Oshemu ubayim nechonul l'shmo l'kabel. Right? Do you get along with people? Acharei ha'kabalah rishonit. He says, after you first heard it, bevadai, yishbakum ha'chakir l'bdika, analyze, think about, yes, shouldn't just be a yes person. Right? Analyze and think about it. Iyun v'chipus. Ulufamim, and sometimes you have to argue, sometimes you have to disagree. That's fine. But the root is on the personality level. Forget the issue at hand. On the personality, if somebody comes to me and even before he says a word, do I know inside that I'm going to disagree with him? Do I know inside that I'm, I, I, you know, I have, do I want that? Am I so bitter? Says Rev, Rev, Rev Steinsaltz, that, that's a problem in my spiritual personality. That's a lack of tamimus. And he says, where does this come from? Amazing. Where does this come from? The medrash that we all know. HaKadosh Baruch Hu brings the Torah to all the other nations of the world. And he goes to, he quotes it on the left side. He quotes it on the left side. He says, he says the Torah Lishmeilim. You want the Torah? What does the Yishmaelim answer? Well, what's written in it, God? Right? It's all of a sudden. It's like, wait, 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 wait. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe not. Who knows? I don't know if it's good for us. That's not Tzmimus. B'nai Israel, you want the Torah? Naseh Nishma. What does it say? We'll figure it out. Naseh. When it comes to God, there's no second guessing. But at least when it comes to people, at least to give the first, if there's no reason to think that it's not going to be a negative, let's have a little Naseh Nishma. A little bit of Tzmimus attitude. Again, it doesn't mean Rahman al-Islam where somebody is a proven chakran and somebody's a ganav and somebody is there to rip people off. Obviously, we're not talking about that. We're talking about regular, normal conversations. And sometimes there are those of us that are always argumentative uh, against Mineged. And that's what he says. That's a lack of tamimus. Line 22. Ubechalzos ha-gisha shabane Yisrael hi ha-kadosh baruchu nosin lanu torah We'll take it. We'll take it. We agree. We're tamim with Hashem. You know also who we also learn this from? Avram Avinu. He doesn't quote it. Avram Avinu. Remember Avram Avinu? He's told to kill his son. Then he's told, don't kill your son. Right? So now, Rashi points out already. He doesn't ask the question when he's told to kill his son. After everything's over, the dust settles. Okay, I did it. Can I just ask something now? Just, just, I don't understand. That's Tamimus. Right away, it's to do it. Nasev and Ishma. Right away, is to accept. My first reaction is to accept, unless otherwise. Let, let me now think about it. Let me now think about it. Line 26. Mi belila hargishas shechovatiya rishonah lafarek lo seyedayim v'etaraglayim lahotziyetz aman... Oh, I'm sorry, I skipped. He says, Ha'hevda ben Yisrael ha'amim ho'hevda ben Tzimus lachakira. I accept something. If I buy a microwave, do I take it apart to figure out how it works? No, I just use it. Right? Use it. Accept it. I'm going to get it? No, I just take it. That's Tamimus, says Rabbi Steinzaltz. And that's what we have to also focus on, especially at this time of year. At this time of year, he quotes a pasuk in Tehillim, 
He says there have been hugging to say Tehillim at this time of year. He goes a pasik from Tehillim. Look at the all the way to the end of the piece on the left side, line nineteen. Shiramalas for David, one of the Shiramalases. I'm in source eleven now. Hashem lo gabali bi, velo ramuenai, velo alachti begdolzmin of lost be many. Hashem, my heart and my eyes shouldn't be raised up. Im lo shiviti vidomam tinafshi. Kigmula la imo, kigmula la nafshi. Says Rav Steinzalf, that's the pasik. Shivisi vidomamti. I accept I'm tamim with Akarish Barachu. And obviously he relates that to to people as well. Okay, one final thought that is mamish something that we could um, use in our life because it comes up all the time. And it comes from a very unusual source, at least where, not the person who says it, but where we would think it would come from. Says the Torah in Parachah Pasagud. Parachah Pasagud is a, a law about Dini Mochama. Ki sikrav aleha, a lot of Dini Mochama in these parashiyas, but karasi aleha we have the halacha of kriya l'shalom. Before we attack, we have to call out in peace. We have to offer peace, and if they offer peace, and they're not over the Avodah Zarah, etc., without getting into the details. There is a machokas we showed him here. Rashi says on the spot, b'molchemes ha-rashus, akas medaber. Two categories of molchama. Rashi says rashus. If you look in the Rambam in source number 12, the halacha of calling out for peace is also molchemes mitzvah. You never start a war. Jews never start wars. Unless it's self-defense. Until you call out for peace first. But then the Ramam adds a detail. And if they accept to have Shalom, and they will makabal the Sheva Mitzvahs, then the mitzvahs of driving them out or killing the Oliva Zara, none of that applies. As long as they're Kabbalah, they accept peace and Sheva mitzvahs. Ask the Ksava Kabbalah, where does the Ramam get that from? In the Pasuk it just says, Shalom, peace. If they say peace, they're not going to fight with us. What did they have to, and again, not Bizman Azeb, but Bizman Amikdash, Bizman that we have a Bezdin and the whole world recognizes God. Where in the Torah... Do you see that they have to be makabal the Sheva Mitzvahs Bnei Noach? It just says the Karasa Aleha L'Shalom. Says the Haksava Kabbalah, Reb Mecklenburg, something very special. He says where it's underlined: Venerally, Sheva Milas Shalom Atzmo Nechlogam Kabbalah Sheva Mitzvahs. Call them L'Shalom. That itself, that word Shalom includes Sheva Mitzvahs Bnei Noach. Do you know what Shalom means? Kishem Shalom Nigzar Minpal Shalem. Shalom is from Shalem complete. One of our Kaddish Baruch's names is Shalom. We'll get back to that. Shehora Aso Shlemus Vitzmimus Adavar. As we spoke about before. Shalem, Shalom is like Shalem complete. When a person is complete, it means they're complete in all their service. Ben Adam Lamakom, Ben Adam so how could a person be in a state of shalom, which is shalom, if they're not doing what's incumbent upon them? If there is a ben noach out there that doesn't keep the sheva mitzvahs ben noach, they're not in a state of shalom. 
Right, some have to do seven or more than seven categories and some have to do 613. But if somebody's not doing that, then they're not shalom. They're not shalom. Right? Hashem wants them to achieve Shlemus. That's why call to them Lashalom, Bain Shalom Hamadini, the Khavad Bnei Adam, Bain Shalom Nafshos Atzmam. You know where the Raman gets that from? Sheva Mrs. Vainok come from this word Shalom. So maybe one could also suggest though, just adding on, Shalom Aleichem. When we say Shalom Aleichem to each other, that's the name of God that we wish upon each other. Okay, it means peace unto you. That's true. But we call it, we, the, the source for that is because we want to call somebody in the name of God. Right? What's the, who was the first person to Shalom, say Shalom Aleichem? He didn't say Shalom Aleichem. The first person was Boaz. What did he say? Hashem Imachem. And the answer was Yivarech Hashem. That's the first Shalom Aleichem. And we learned from there to say Shalom Aleichem and Aleichem Shalom. But, Maybe, why do we, out of all the names of God that we use when we want to wish somebody, hello, we don't say, Rachum Aleichem, Chanun Aleichem. It's really a shame, we pick Shalom. So it could be, A, because it also means peace. But maybe it also, based on the Tzavah Kabbalah, it means we're wishing the person in front of us to have Shlemus with their life. Shalom Aleichem. You should have Shlemus in all facets of your life. Just like the Shalom here, according to the Sava Kabbalah, the Shad of the Rambam, this Shalom in the Pasuk includes even the Sheva Mitzvahs. Because to have Shalom means to have Shlemus. So, so too, when we say Shalom Aleichem to a person, with Kavana, we're really wishing them that they should be Shalom in all areas and aspects of their life, and it's a really true bracha. It's a really true bracha. And we say back, Aleichem Shalom. You too. Not just Shalom, it's not just peace, but it's Shlemus. And I'm sure we should have that in mind. Have that in mind when we wish each other Shalom Aleichem. Right? It's a big difference between Shalom Aleichem, but the post can say, even just halachically, in the morning, saying Tzafar Demari Tav, good morning, and saying Shalom Aleichem. There's something magical about Shalom Aleichem. Maybe this is part of the magic. Okay, we'll stop here. But next week, we'll try to get back to Wednesday night uh, as we continue here in Elul.